Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. American diplomats and government officials around the world have been falling ill with a mysterious illness known as Havana syndrome. What are the symptoms? What is it caused by? Let's talk about it on today's episode of Thinking in English. Make sure you look at thinkinginenglish.blog for the full transcript of today's episode and head over to my Instagram page, Thinking in English Podcast, for more excellent English content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Fatigue, fatigue, extreme tiredness, as in she was suffering from fatigue. Intelligence, intelligence. This noun refers to a group of people who collect and deal with secret information about the governments of other countries, as in they received intelligence reports that the president was being targeted by protesters. To restore. To restore. To return something to an earlier good condition. For instance, the old paintings have been carefully restored to their original condition. Anomalous. Anomalous. If something is anomalous, it is different from what is usual, or not in agreement with something else and therefore not satisfactory. For example, you can't prepare in advance for anomalous events that could ruin your plans, like the pandemic. Ailment. Ailment. An illness. For example, you should treat minor ailments yourself at home. To disorientate. To disorientate. To make someone confused about where they are and where they are going. As in, I was disorientated after being woken up unexpectedly at 4am. Underlying. Underlying. Real, but not immediately obvious. As in, we need to tackle the underlying causes of poverty and suffering. Psychogenic. Psychogenic. Originating in the mind or in mental or emotional conflicts. As in, although doctors suggest the illness may be psychogenic, the government believes it has a physical cause. In Cuba, 2016, American CIA officers began to suffer from a mysterious illness, often beginning with hearing a buzzing or piercing sound the agents went on to experience a variety of different symptoms. Intense pressure in their skulls, the feeling of heat, dizziness, 
memory loss, anxiety, and fatigue. Overall, around 26 officers and some of their family members would end up reporting such symptoms. As they worked for the CIA and were part of the US's intelligence network, these cases were initially kept secret. Soon, however, other diplomats, military officials and embassy staff in Cuba were also suffering from the mysterious Havana syndrome. At first, the Cuban government, or perhaps individuals within the government, were thought to be responsible. The US and Cuba were enemies for decades before diplomatic relations were restored in 2015. With the arrival of official US diplomats in Cuba's capital, Cuban security forces were naturally nervous about the military and the spies working in the US embassy. Therefore, the Americans suspected uh, Cubans or some of their allies of using a kind of advanced weapon or poison. Then, American and Canadian diplomats, government personnel and intelligence officers began to experience the strange symptoms in other parts of the world. The US State Department evacuated employees and officials from the Chinese city of Guangzhou in 2018 due to cases of Havana syndrome. In the following months, people working in US embassies in Poland, Georgia, Russia and Taiwan all suffered from symptoms. In 2021, there were even more cases. In October last year, two American citizens were affected in Colombia. A CIA intelligence officer in Serbia was evacuated back to the US with serious injuries caused by symptoms similar to Havana syndrome. US officials in Geneva and Paris also reported cases, and an investigation has been launched in Vienna, Austria. Vice President Kamala Harris had to delay her trip to Vietnam due to an anomalous health incident in Hanoi, and another CIA agent in India required medical attention. So, what is this mysterious illness? Is it real? Or is it mental? Well, the symptoms are certainly real. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, people suffering from Havana syndrome have suffered a variety of ailments, from hearing strange sounds and headaches to memory loss and hearing loss. After the initial cases in Havana, Cuba, brain scans revealed major tissue damage similar to being hit by a car or caught in an explosion. The first theories suggested the use of a sonic weapon. The word sonic refers to sound, so sonic weapons are a form of technology that can use sound to injure victims. At extremely high levels, sound can be used to cause pain and disorientate people while less powerful sonic weapons can cause discomfort and nausea. Sonic weapons are currently used as a non-lethal weapon, for example by police forces controlling crowds, 
Uh, the Greek government uses them to try and stop migrants from entering the country, and ships use them to the to deter pirates. However, if Havana syndrome was caused by a sonic weapon, more people would have reported hearing such sounds. Sound waves that are too large or too small for humans to hear are unable to cause brain damage, like that seen in Havana syndrome cases. So, if it is not caused by a sonic weapon, what is it caused by? The next theory considered were microwaves. The US and Soviet Union were known to be experimenting with microwave technology during the Cold War, especially as forms of weapons or mind control. The US learned of uh, Soviet experiments with microwaves that caused frogs' hearts to stop and were worried, and maybe intrigued, by the potential of the technology as a weapon. And for 25 years, from the 1950s onwards, Soviet Union was constantly firing microwaves at the US Embassy in Moscow. The Americans knew about it, but they didn't tell the staff working in the embassy. In fact, the US ambassador, Walter Stossel, even suffered from symptoms including bleeding eyes. Professor James Lynn, who is currently a professor at the University of Illinois, conducted experiments with micro microwaves on himself in the 1970s. He believed that when microwaves hit a person's head, the energy is converted into pressure in the brain. And recent medical reports suggest that microwaves can have real and serious health effects. Both the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering and Medicine and the Journal of American Medical Association have concluded that microwaves can alter brain functions without causing major damage. Not everyone is convinced by the microwave argument. Instead, a third possibility has been suggested. Mass psychogenic illness. I apologize for that complicated term, but it refers to the situation when people in a group can feel the same symptoms without actually suffering the same illness. Now, I know that might sound a little crazy, but tests have shown that if you tell someone their food is poisoned or rotten or undercooked, they will feel sick even if there is nothing wrong with it. They may even physically be sick and physically have symptoms of food poisoning, even though their food is perfectly safe. It was the suggestion, the thought that it might be poisoned or bad. There is a episode of the TV medical drama House that I always remember. Uh, the doctors in the show are travelling on a plane when a man falls sick. Quickly, other passengers also fall sick, and they worry that there is an outbreak of a dangerous disease on the plane. Eventually, they discover the first man was suffering from an illness caused by scuba diving, which means it cannot be contagious, it cannot be spread to other people. And therefore, all of the other passengers who felt sick 
were actually suffering from a mass psychogenic illness. They really felt sick, they really had symptoms, but there was no physical cause. Now, I know that was an overly dramatic and fake example from a TV show, but things like that can really happen. While there is no underlying disease or cause, the symptoms are real, physical and dangerous. If we look back at Cuba in 2016, the situation at that time was highly stressful for the employees working in the US Embassy. While a third of the people thought to be suffering with Havana syndrome reported hearing loss, only two failed the hearing tests. And those two people had pre-existing ear problems. And only three people had changes in their brain tissue, which is not actually that unusual. Some doctors believe that the panic around Havana syndrome has caused relatively normal everyday symptoms like headaches, tiredness and dizziness to be seen as Havana syndrome. If the sufferers, the health experts and the media all think that these symptoms are part of Havana syndrome, it can make people extra aware of any small illness or symptom they may suffer themselves. People wake up with headaches, fevers, fatigue and anxiety all the time. But if you are expecting Havana syndrome, you will think your symptom is Havana syndrome. Moreover, there are some other curious problems with Havana syndrome. US officials are not the only people to report suffering from the illness. Canadian diplomats also reported it back in Havana in 2016. If it was an attack by another country, why did they target Canada? Why not any of the US's other allies? And what about the British? The UK secret services work very closely with the US. Often there is a lot of embassy sharing or in the same buildings. Um, Russia has literally tried to assassinate people in the UK, and China is accused of having spies in the British government. So why have there been no British cases if it was to be a weapon as such? And how has the US government reacted to this Havana syndrome? Well, after the news of the first cases broke, then-President Donald Trump directly and publicly blamed Cuba. As more cases spread around the world, a group of intelligence experts and scientists were given the job of finding out what kind of device is being used. And in December 2020, a report by the US National Academies of Sciences concluded that microwaves were responsible for at least some of the cases but maybe not all of them. In October last year, President Joe Biden signed the Helping American Victims Afflicted by Neurological Attacks Act, which is the Havana Act. And it gives medical and financial support to people suffering from Havana syndrome. His advisors are believed to suspect Russia is responsible, but there is no evidence really. The government now gives official advice 
uh, to people and diplomats on how to avoid Havana syndrome, including physically running away from the place that you are sitting or sleeping if you start to feel sick. Also, the CIA has now taken responsibility for finding the cause, with the man who found Osama bin Laden given that task. So here is today's final thought. This episode has tried to introduce the puzzling and mysterious illness known as Havana Syndrome, which has been causing numerous problems for US governments and their diplomats. After first being reported in Havana, Cuba, five years ago, hundreds of intelligence agents and government officials have reportedly suffered from the syndrome. What is it caused by? Well, the US believes it is caused by microwave weapons, while others suggest a psychological illness with real symptoms. If it is a weapon, who is responsible? Is it Cuba, Russia, China, or perhaps even the Americans themselves by accident? Certainly, the US, Russia, and China have all experimented with such weapons in the past. Ultimately, no one knows for sure the cause of the Havana syndrome. But one thing the US needs to be careful of is to avoid politics overshadowing scientific fact. Whether it is caused by a special weapon, a psychogenic illness, or something different, the symptoms are real and affecting hundreds of American officials. What do you think the Havana syndrome is? Is it caused by microwaves, sonic weapons, a psychogenic illness, and who is responsible? What do you think? Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review or rating, recommend it to your friends, or let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is Thinking in English Podcast. The link should be in the description. Uh, and make sure you check out the Thinking in English blog. I love hearing from listeners, and I really appreciate all of the messages I have received over the past few months. Feel free to send me a message or I don't know, give me some advice or recommend a topic. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time.